Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today, we get to interview Tiffany, also known as My RNY. Now, we're going to get into that in just a minute, but I cannot tell you how excited I am to have guests on this year, to have people on the show. Because this is the last year of the show, I really want to create some sort of environment for all of you to be able to get out there, find content that's within podcasts, and find content that's without podcasts. I think I said that right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So our guest today, Tiffany, my RNY, I need you to just, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you already. Thank you a million times over. This is going to be like an hour-long episode for sure. I promise everybody. I'm not even pretending like I could do this in 20 minutes. I cannot. I am so excited. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm very super excited to be on your show. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Now, I I know I just said it kind of flippantly about my RNY because it could be all different types of ways. Can you explain your handle on TikTok and Instagram? Well, it does have a double meaning. So I did have the RNY surgery, the um, gastric bypass, but it also stands for RN because I am a registered nurse. I am now a nurse practitioner. So um, it has double meaning there. So my underscore RN for the RN aspect and then underscore Y to bring it all together, the RNY. That's awesome. And and just for the the listeners that don't know you yet, but they will, the it's M Y like my underscore R N yeah. the two letters like registered nurse underscore W H Y. Yes. Oh, I love it. It's so smart. I love a smart handle. I think it's so cool. <laughs> Thank you very much. Of course. And you just recently had your surgery. You had it in October. Yes, October 11th, uh, so three months now. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you feel? I feel good now. It was a little rough at first. I listened to so many stories, a lot of podcasts, and um, I wasn't expecting the pain portion. Luckily, it (laughs) didn't last that long, but um, everyone talked about like, oh, you're going to have gas pains. Make sure you walk and drink a lot of water and that'll help. But I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to (laughs) like the first 24 hours. I felt like I was dying. I couldn't even (laughs) make a phone call. It was terrible, terrible. But after that 24 hour mark, I started feeling better. And I even knowing the pain that it caused, I would 100 times do it over again, because how good I feel today. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there is a there is a little bit of buyer's remorse, I feel like, initially for the first couple of days. I know my neck was so tight and I was in so much pain that I the, when people were like, oh, I've had neck pain, I'm telling you, 
I was laying my head on a pillow and for me to move my head to the other side, I had to physically lift my head up like I was paralyzed from the neck down oh, no. and then move it over. I mean, it was bad. It was really bad for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, I totally hear you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you have such a cool story. And I love the fact that you're a nurse because I feel like that probably helped you in some way get or maybe even hindered you to some degree to see like all the complications or see the people that are going through this and and you know maybe doing great maybe not doing so great so can you tell me a little bit about kind of how like what the impetus was how this all started and kind of where you got from there yeah so I I would say being a nurse kind of hinders it a little bit because you do know all the bad um, I do remember in nursing school and they were like talking about people that have gastric bypass. Uh, they would talk about the dumping syndrome. And I think my teacher had a, a bias against the gastric <laughs> bypass because she really went in detail of why people shouldn't get it. And so that, that was like always in the back of my mind. Um, then I was doing my clinicals and I was on a clinical floor where they did bariatric surgery. So then I saw how the people were recovering and that again, I <laughs> can't walk very well. And yeah, I don't know. But then, you know, kept putting on weight and putting on weight, tried diet after diet after diet and exercise always. And it just seems like the pounds just kept adding on instead of subtracting. So um, then I just decided to go forward with it. I did have um, a delay. So about three years ago, I wanted to do it and I went through the process. You know, it's a long process before you can oh, even get the surgery. Man. You have to go to classes and get approval and referrals and all of that <laughs> stuff. But I did all of that stuff three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was about to have uh, my surgery. I had my surgery date set and I backed out. I was like, nope, I'm not going <laughs> to do this. I am not How long before it. your surgery did you back out? Probably like two weeks. Oh my God. I love this story. (laughs) Did you now let me ask you this because I didn't I specifically made it like conscious effort not to tell anybody except like my wife and and like maybe three two three other people knew in the world that I was having this surgery. I didn't want to tell anybody I didn't want to really it was more I didn't want to get asked like a million questions before and psych myself out. But had you told a bunch of people or, or was it like top secret under? No, definitely not. I hadn't. Um, I just told my husband and my household. Um, that's all I told. I told my mom the day before I had surgery, only because she came over and heard somebody else talking about it. <gasps> uh, so that's oh, how I told her. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> so she was really <laughs> upset about that. Like, how are you going to do this life-changing thing without telling me, you know, something can happen in surgery? And she was quite upset about it, but... Um, she got over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you went through the whole process two weeks before. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine your team's response to that was like, did they try to convince you? Were they like, it's okay? No, nothing? Nothing. No, they did not. <laughs> they were like, okay. And maybe it happens often. I don't know. They didn't try to convince me. Even my primary care doctor didn't bring it up again after. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So then what brought you, so that was three years ago. What, what, did you have to go through the whole process again? I did. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I changed insurance um, plans. So I had to go through the whole process again. Um, What kind of 
kickstarted my interest again was seeing someone. I have a a Facebook friend that I went to like, I don't know, it was like middle school with her. And I started seeing drastic results. And I messaged her, I'm like, wow, you're doing you look really nice. Like, what are you doing? What's your secret? And she told me her secret was having the surgery. Um, She had a different surgery that was um, the Sadie surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that I'm interested in hearing more about it. And we messaged a few more times and she told me about it and she had really, she looked amazing. I think she lost like 130 pounds, something like that. Incredible. Wow. And so I was like, okay, I, um, I have Kaiser insurance now. So I called um, Kaiser and I had like a telehealth appointment with my doctor. And at first the doctor didn't want to refer me to the bariatric center she's like why don't you try the nutritionist and I was like well I've seen plenty of nutritionists before um, it's on on file here I've seen your nutritionist at Kaiser she's like okay well what why don't I send you to the weight loss center where you can be put on some kind of medication to lose weight I was like well oh. I've tried weight loss medications before and that didn't go well either and she's like okay yeah I do see that here she's like okay I'll go ahead and give you the referral so then she referred me in yeah I mean, thank God you have your ducks in a row. You know what I mean? I mean, that's fantastic. But I mean, they put so many hurdles in the way outside of just the entire process being the classes you got to take and then all the, the psyche val and then you got to go do the I mean, just the the heart test, blood work. I mean, it's so tedious. And I get it. Like you're trying to make sure that someone's like in it to win it and they're really going to be all about it. But I mean. Thank God you knew everything that you knew and you had access to all this stuff. I'm just blown away. I mean, you're a nurse. You're a nurse. And your doctor was like, I don't know if it's like a medic. Like, excuse me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she was like, yeah, she like, I was like, why is she trying to talk me out of this? Imagine if it was somebody that would just give up. They would just be like, oh, well, my doctor says I don't need it. So I guess I don't need it. But yeah. no, I know I need it. My cholesterol was going up. I was getting to the pre-diabetic stage oh. um, in the severe morbid obese category. I mm-hmm. need something to fix this. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Good for you. Just getting out there. And your doctor was a lady, too. That's the thing. If it was a guy, I would have been like, what a chauvinist, this guy. He's such a dick. But it, not. it's a lady. She's just a, a dick. And that's fine. Yeah. So equal opportunity. Women can be dicks. That's all right. <laughs> so you went and did the surgery. You're, and that was in October. Did you have to lose a bunch of weight? Um, you know, they do say, I, I hear so many stories of people having to lose a grand amount of weight before. And Kaiser puts a 10% weight loss goal. But my yeah. surgeon wasn't picky at all. And um, prior to my surgery, I actually gained about <laughs> pounds. I had my food funeral, as they call oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just was like, you know, you, you have it in your mind that you're never going to eat the same again. So you want to eat all your favorite things before you have the surgery. But in reality, you could have those things again, just in smaller portions. Yeah, exactly. That is the the probably the biggest lesson that I learned was how you just eat different. It's mm-hmm. not le- although you got you had the the ruin Y surgery. I did, right? yeah. So I have to be very careful about what I do eat when it comes to like carbs and sugar. Cause I've yeah. had um several dumping syndrome <laughs> issues. Yeah. 
I had a good friend of mine that went to like a, a cookout and, the, and she, I mean, she doesn't tell everybody, but she's had the surgery and she had the ruin Y surgery. And she said something like they were, they were offering her um, baked beans and baked beans have like a ton of sugar in them. And she was like, no, 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 I'm good. And they thought she was being polite, you know, and they're like, no, no, you got to try this. And she's like, no, I'm fine. And I'm so full. And they're like, you didn't eat anything. We saw you. We, your plate was damn near empty. You know, you got to have a bite. And she's like, I swear to God, I took like one bite of those beans. And in about 10 minutes, I was in the bathroom just hurling. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that's crazy to me. And the, and the, also the fact that she was like, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. If I knew, I just would have been like, hey, man, I'm sick or I can't. But yeah, it's it's amazing yeah, how much. Several... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I have several embarrassing stories about that. So uh, I'll tell you one real quick. I, I think it was, um, I was on the soft food stage first. So I was like, oh, like crab meat, that's soft food. Let me, let me yeah. try some of that. And there's no sugar in there. I did dip it in some butter. So I don't know exactly what went wrong, but it definitely hit my stomach wrong. So I was like having <laughs> cramping and cramping. I was like, okay, let me go for a walk. Maybe if I walk it off, I'll start feeling better. So I left my house. I went for a walk. And on the way back from my walk, I was throwing up in people's yards. <gasps> I could not hold it in. I could not control myself. It was just coming out. I was like, this is so embarrassing. My neighbors are going to know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So did you ever, have you had, like, Im was it imitation crab meat or real crab meat? It was real crab meat. I've had Have you had sense that since? That. Yeah, I have. And it's been fine. It was maybe too early on. I'm not sure. You got some real balls, kid. I mean, I don't, I think I'm real quick to write shit off. You know what I mean? It's like one time my wife, I think I was also in the soft food stage and she had made some like reduction, like tomato reduction sauce. And she was like, oh, check this out. This oil, it's like so amazing. And I was like, yeah, it smells great. She's like, try a bite. And I was like, I don't think I can. It's like really oily and fatty. And she's like, no, just like a little, just try a touch of it. And I was like, okay, fine. And I took like a little teaspoon amount. And I'm telling you, it like hit my tongue. And as soon as it hit the back of my throat, I started gagging like immediately. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And and she's, to her credit, she's never asked me to eat anything again since. <laughs> and is very conscious about like what I eat and how much I eat. And I, I am too now. And I've, I don't think I've ever had that again from her. Well, that's good that you haven't had it again. <laughs> yeah. But you're, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I was brave. I was like, okay, I really love seafood. I'm just going to try it one more time. If I get sick, then I won't try it again. And I was fine. So I'm like, okay, I can have, I can have crab. <laughs> so did you, did you have to do uh, like a liquid fast for, the, you yeah, didn't I, have to do it at all? I got lucky there too. It was one day of liquids. Yeah. Oh, samesies. And I went to juice it up and I had like their thousand dollar gorilla or thousand calorie gorilla shake, which <laughs> is just like peanut butter and chocolate syrup. Oh, wow. I was like, this is great. That's liquids, great. liquid. <laughs> you know, we could have blended up a, a porterhouse and mashed potatoes. I would have been fine. Yeah. I did a juice cleanse. So I was like, oh, let me try at least something healthy for one day. So <laughs> it was good enough. <laughs> That's awesome. And so now you you're obviously still a nurse and a nurse practitioner, which is I which I didn't know by the way that that's like you're damn near a doctor. You can write like 
prescriptions and things, right? Yes, I can write prescriptions. That's amazing. You're bit, you're a doctor. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you're just a straight up doctor. That's amazing. And so obviously you're doing that. Uh but you're also so active on TikTok and Instagram. And I love that, that it's like, and I, I said this to you earlier, but but we weren't recording then and we are now. So I'll say it now for the listeners. But you do this really great thing of making content available to people that may not have access to it or see it. So since I started following you on TikTok, I've gotten way more bariatric community posts to my For You page. And I think it's because I really, I mean, also, I've liked every single one of your videos because I post on TikTok every single day. And when you're posting and it's loading, it goes to your friends page. And I only follow like five people (laughs) on TikTok. I feel lucky to be one of those five. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't quite figured out TikTok yet. Like I follow a ton of people on Instagram, but like on TikTok it's just like I don't follow a lot of people. I just get a lot of people on my for you page. So um so when you post it just goes to your friends. So it's every single one of your posts and then like three or four other friends that post. And your posts are so cool. They're like dynamic. You do these like the the tile changing the image and there's like a, a, a you just got a peloton bike recently i did yes how's that going that's going well so on tiktok there is a lot of bariatric community um out there and i started following a few people um and they have this group of they do a live video monday through thursday um it is 6 p.m pacific time but they're in the Midwest, I believe. And they go live on their Peloton and we all ride together. So it makes it funner. So we do the same class and they're on a live. I'm watching. So I can see that I'm not the only one struggling. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. That's awesome. I've, I've never done a Peloton bike, but I did a Peloton treadmill and it was, I mean, it was amazing. It felt different. It the the video I watched was different. It just was so cool. And I've done like Peloton like rowing because I have like a a cardio row machine, and I've I've like hooked up the the Peloton app to like do that with my machine, like the the type that they have too. And it's it's totally different. That community is so much fun. I love it. I think it's yes, so it neat. is. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. so supportive, and yeah, it's just great. Yeah. And that's what that's kind of what the TikTok thing feels like too. Is like everyone's like really supportive, really helpful, always like looking out for each other. Oh, hey, you know, try this or do that. And you do such a great job of kind of like bringing all this together. What? How long have you been on TikTok? What kind of caused you to pick that up? And and are you more TikTok or Instagram or mixture or what? So I just started TikTok when I. Right before I had my surgery, I was like, well, I want to see what else is out there. So I like signed up for TikTok, made my account. Then I started following hashtags like bariatric community, weight loss community, like VSG, RNY. And then that's how it got started. I never had a TikTok before that. 
I do have an Instagram. So I do have my personal Instagram page. But like, since I didn't tell anyone that I was having surgery, I don't post anything about surgery on that one. But I, I do like to share my story with people I don't know, and that don't know me. I don't know, it's kind of weird. Maybe eventually I'll post it on my personal Instagram page. We'll see. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's really weird. It. I always thought that when I have the surgery, I'm going to tell everybody. So and it's not a secret. Every, like if anyone asks, I will tell them. I don't mind. But it's not that I'm, I, I, I'm ashamed or I want to keep this to myself. It's more that I'm exhausted from telling every single person, every server that comes to my table. And I go, can I order from the kids menu? And they go, no, sorry. And I go up, I, I had the surgery and okay, <laughs> my stomach's the size of a banana, so I can't eat as much. So can I please order the kids menu? So all these different things. And then the, the food isn't, you know, you, you take a little couple, three, four bites out of the dish. Like last night we went to this Persian restaurant and it was great, but I had like a little bit of appetizers and then I had a glass of wine. So when dinner came, I had literally like one piece of kebab and like two forkfuls of rice. It looked the same. And the server comes by and she goes, was everything okay? Is there a problem with the meal? And I was like, it's, it's fine. I'm just really full. And I did, I, what I wanted to tell her like, Oh, I had the surgery in my stomach. It's just so exhausting to do all that, you know? And so do you, do, do you do that? Do you tell the people like when you're, when you're out or if you, do you order off the kid's menu or do you split? What's what's your move? No. So I have only, um, ordered off the kids menu one time we were at Disneyland. We went to the blue Bayou restaurant, the one that's at the pirates of the Caribbean. So we went there and that's very pricey. And (laughs) I saw that there was a steak on the kids menu and I was like, Oh, there's a steak on the kids menu. And it's like less than half the price as the adult steak. And I really want a steak. So I I did ask the waiter, I was like, is there any way I can order off the kids menu? It did say like for children under 10 there. And um, I was like, I did have a surgery, so I'm not able to eat that much. He's like, oh, you don't have to explain. Yeah, you can have a kids menu. And I was like, oh, okay. So it it was nice. Um, But I do stick to like the appetizers now when I go out, we go out to eat. My husband loves to go out to eat because we were so used to it. That was our lifestyle before. Oh, let's let's go out to dinner. And, you know, I would get the appetizer, the full meal, dessert, pick off of his plate. And um, (laughs) now I barely even eat anything. And um, so it's But you have leftovers for days. Oh, for days. Yeah. So that's my lunch for the whole week. Once we go out to dinner, here's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday's lunch. And I just have that. So I try not to waste too much. It's amazing if if you really think about it. I I don't know if it's cost saving, but I know that it that I was like just a monster when it came to spending on food before the surgery. So before it was like two appetizers for the table plus a meal plus a dessert plus a meal for home plus you know and you're like off my wife's plate off of the and then now it's like can I'll just can I just get a glass of water and I'll just eat like a fork full of everyone else's plate, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> or I'm gonna take this burrito home and I'm gonna have an eighth of it for breakfast and an eighth of it for lunch. <laughs> it's like just ridiculous. 
Yeah, definitely. And working a Monday through Friday job, I would order like Uber Eats almost every day. And just like Uber Eats is expensive because they add the tax and the delivery and and then plus the food surcharge. And yeah, yeah. I was spending like 30 bucks on lunch. And now I never order any Uber Eats. I'm like, wow, I'm really <laughs> saving some money here. That's amazing. Now, you said you're you're married and you're, you've are you been married for how long? Uh, we've been married for, um, I think, seven years now and together 15 years. Whoa. Um, That's awesome. That is awesome. And you have uh, you have like a kind of a big family. Yes, I have a big family. So this is my uh, second husband. So I was married before. I have four children. I have three. Well, they're not even children anymore. They're adults. Three adults that um, I had with my ex, and then my husband and I adopted. So we have an adopted daughter. She's nine oh, nice. years old. And my oldest daughter is 27, and she has four children, and she's currently pregnant. She's <laughs> a few months, like two months, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Congratulations. So you're a grandma. So I'm a grandma, yes. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Have you noticed like a significant difference in, in having like energy and being able to like do more, wanting to do more? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have a lot more energy now. Um, my daughter would always say, oh, let's go to the park or let's we do a lot of um, amusement parks. And oh, yeah. I would be tired by the end of the day. And now <laughs> I'm just running around with the kids and having fun with them. We do a lot of hikes. And now I get to wear the baby on me and hike with the baby. So that's fun. <laughs> And your husband is just like, finally, I get a break. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. And you, uh, you also own a a business. You have like a, it's like a tattoo piercing place. Yes. So um, probably right after my husband and I met, um, we opened up a tattoo shop. It's called Riching Tattoo. My husband was like in between jobs. My brother was looking for a job. My brother was a tattoo artist and I had a little bit of money saved. And I was like, well, let's think of something. Let's open a business. I want to like change my kid's future and have something for them to look forward to when they're older. And, um, I was thinking and thinking like, what can we open? And then I thought about my brother. I'm like, he's so talented. Tattoo shops are really hard to get into. He couldn't get into one. I was like, I'll just open a tattoo shop and he can work there. <laughs> My husband can work there. We can have a business for our family. And that's what we did. And it, we opened it in um, 2009. That was like kind of like when there was a recession at that time. Oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very hard the first year or two. Um, business was slow, but we managed to keep it open. And now business is really booming and thriving. Very nice. Yes, Unfortunately, uh, my uh, brother passed away, but we have a legacy to live on with the Riching Tattoo. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And your brother's name was was Richard? Richard, yes. Yeah, so you named it after him. That's so yes. sweet. Yes. That's awesome. Do you have any tattoos yourself? Um. Yeah, I have like a, a couple dozen. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a, a lot of tattoos. Yeah. And your husband uh, does tattooing too, or he 
just does piercing? Um, he or? does the piercing. So he's like a professional piercer. And he got lucky with COVID because, you know, all the tattoo shops and piercing shops were closed. So we were closed. Um, but he came in contact with this jewelry company and he started doing private events with that jewelry company. Oh. And um, it, it's a pretty popular jewelry company in Beverly Hills. And he does now does like piercings for celebrities and influencers. So he's, he's a very known piercer now. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a very, it's a really interesting, I love tattoos. Obviously I have a bunch, but, but, and I want more, way more. And that's the problem is that it's, everyone's like, it's so addicting. And you're like, I mean, heroin's addicting. Tattoos <laughs> are fun. There's like a difference, you know, it'd be like Disneyland's addicting. No, Disneyland's a really fun place to go hang out. Yes. Um, so I love tattoos uh, and I want them all the time. And I've, and this is the thing. I've never felt that way about a piercing the way I feel about a tattoo. Cause I feel like tattoos are so custom for me that I'm like, I design it and then I work with the tattoo artist and we kind of collab on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a piercing just feels like you're telling that person, like, I want you to put a hole here. You know, it's, it almost feels like you're taking something and making it prettier by by decorating it in both ways but for some reason to and maybe i just haven't met your husband yet and and when i do then i'll get a bunch of piercings that'll be cool so <laughs> so we'll see we'll maybe. see yeah if you yeah. look at me you don't really know that i have a lot of tattoos and i don't have a lot of piercings either so it's kind of weird People look at you and like, oh, you own a tattoo shop? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, you expect like, you know, half the face to be covered and like a throat piece. And mm-hmm. oh, man, I love that stuff. I love it so mm-hmm. much. It's so great. It's so great to be able to like, to kind of diversify a little bit too. And the hi- the hike, the, 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 the tattoo stuff kind of has its place. And I love that. I love the hiking bit. I love the Disneyland thing. Like I know when when my wife and I went to Disneyland, um, she was like a little bit, you know, like, hey, I, I can't really walk as much as you. And I, you know, we got to like take it easy. And I was like, we got to get there at like six in the morning and because there's going to be a line and we got to get to this ride. And the first thing you do, you go straight to Pirates and then you hit the Pirates. It's on the other side of the park. And then you start working your way back and you hit Haunted Mansion if you can. And then he's then he can go back, but mainstream. So it was this whole thing. I had this whole like thing set up, and she was like, "Hey, dude, I just can't. You know, I need you to be like way more chill than you're being right now." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, all right, I can I can be more chill. I promise." So I was like really kind of figuring out what what rides were gonna do best for us, and we did Rise of of the Resistance, and we did the other uh, Star Wars ride, and. Uh, I don't remember what that's called. Isn't Rise of the Resistant amazing? It is, right? That's the one where you're in the, in the box that's like moving you around. Yeah. Yeah, that was super duper cool. And I would definitely do that ride again. The other one where you're in the spaceship and you're driving it, it was all right. Yes. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't really dig it. That's exactly what it felt like. You'd think it would be cooler at Disney, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are you a Disneyland uh, only fan or are you California Adventure or mixture? Uh, I like a mixture. I prefer Disneyland, but, you know, the kids like California Adventure. 
for certain things. So we do a little bit of California adventure and mostly Disneyland the whole day, but we, we have the same plan that you hit pirates ride first and yeah, make your yeah. way around. Yeah. Yeah. It's and my the husband's the same as your wife. He, he doesn't not like to walk and sometimes he'll <laughs> even rent a wheelchair and um, scoot around behind us. So that's what I like. Thing it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really fun. Those Dole Whips, those pineapple Dole I don't want to give all the secrets of Disneyland away, but oh my, my God. Favorite. Have you been to Club 33 yet? I wish. No, I, I have know. not. I know. It's by like special invitation only, right? Yeah, you got to like someone's got to have a membership. One time I looked into it and the membership was so expensive. And then on the website, it was like there's a one year waiting period to get a membership that costs like an insane amount of money. And I was just like, I have to wait a year and then pay you all this money. And then I can use, I don't know. It was so crazy. I just, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I think the waiting period is longer. When I looked, it was like a five year waiting period. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. This is, I was going to circle back to the tattoo thing real quick. When COVID hit tattoos, I, it was the first time because I've, I've been getting tattooed since I was like, uh, 19, right? So back in, uh, in 99. So back then you could, I mean, it was super easy. You just walk in, got a piece done, done and done. After COVID, it was like, there was this huge waiting period. The amount of tattoo artists and the quality of work was so much higher because now you had artists that would start doing residencies or like visiting other tattoo parlors in in Hollywood or in Florida or or coming from Florida, coming from New York into LA and doing a week in LA and getting booked up solid. And because of their followership, you know, before as a tattoo artist, if you were traveling, you had to put the word out. You had to have your friends call friends and have all this stuff. Now you could be like, hey, which one of my people wants to get a tattoo from me in LA? DM me or email me. And then you book up your whole week, see if you can, if you can afford the trip. And then you fly out to LA, do all those tattoos and fly back to New York. Mm -hmm. And it's just been amazing. But the wait period on, on a tattoo on it, like in, you're not a flash piece, but like on a, on a decent, like collab you're going to do with an artist is so long. Like even tattoo artists that I love it, like it takes so long, even for them to respond to you, it takes forever. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy to see that. So you've you've noticed that with with your with your tattoo parlor too is that you're just like booked all the time. Yeah, so we just had someone here from um Brazil. She was here for like <sighs> 2 months. She was amazing. She flew back, but she's coming again. So she really got a a good response of her followers here and it was amazing. And we have several artists that are like booked out for a year. But we do try to keep a couple of seats there for artists that take walk-ins so that we can have that opening for people that want to come in and just get a tattoo spur of the moment. That's always nice. Yes. Do you get a lot of like, do you work the tattoo parlor ever? Like on the weekends? Um, I don't too much anymore. The first like five years I was there always 24-7. But now um, I work a lot as a nurse. So I don't get as much time there. But I know all the ins and outs now. You do the the Friday the thirteenth events. Yes, we just had a Friday the thirteenth um, this January, so we yeah. it was crazy. People line up like at six in the morning, and we don't open the doors till eleven o'clock. 
So they wait. We started giving wristbands out a couple Friday the 13th ago, and that kind of works smoother so people can come and go instead of waiting there. But people wait about like six hours just to get a little $13 flash tattoo. And you charge 13 bucks for a little flash piece? Yeah, we do some. We have different pages. So we have a couple pages that are $13 tattoos and then some pages that are $31 tattoos. So we switch the number around. (laughs) And we're doing a Valentine's Day one. So $14 tattoos and $41 tattoos on Valentine's Day. Ooh, that'd be fun. My mom has, my mom's going to kill me for saying this on the podcast, but uh, I don't care. She doesn't listen. Um, And if she finds out, it means some asshole told her. So, so if my mom finds this out, one of you motherfuckers told her. So you it's know on who you. did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll find out because I know she doesn't listen to this shit. But my mom wants to get a tattoo behind her ear. And I've been telling her for years and years because my sister and I both like love tattoos. And I, and I was telling her, I was like, let's get a, like a family tattoo. You know, let's like me, you and my sister, like three of us get a tattoo. And my mom was like, I don't know. I want I want it kind of hidden. I don't want it like on my hand or on my leg or anything. What about the back of the like behind the ear? And I just have like I just have this like real bad feeling about getting a tattoo I can't see whenever I want to see it. I want to be able to always see my tattoos. If I'm getting it, I'm getting it for me. I'm not getting it to like show the world my my ink. But, you know, maybe like a little piece behind the ear for like a a group tattoo of like I just always know, you know, my mom's you know, whispering behind my ear or, you know, in my ear telling me the right thing to do is. I think that's kind of cute. So she was like, maybe we get a little hard or maybe we do a little something. And I was like, oh, that'd be like a fun idea. So maybe I'll reach out to my sister and see. But where's your tattoo parlor? I, again, it's called Rich, like R-I-C-H, like short for Richard, Ink, I-N-K. Uh-huh. That's it? Rich Ink Tattoo? Yes. I love Rich Noho. Ink Tattoo. It's in North Hollywood. It's a great place. Yes. Oh, that's fun. So do you do you mind talking about how much weight you've lost? You don't have to if you don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I have never posted on uh, my weight, only how much I've lost. I don't really share my highest weight, one, because I'm embarrassed about it. And two, just because a few people that I have shared yeah. my weight with have had a negative comment to say about it. So I'm, I don't really share it publicly yeah and but i've lost 60 pounds and i'm really proud proud of that and oh that's that's, awesome that's amazing i'm really looking forward into getting into the um wonderland as they call it (laughs) so my current weight is um 222 as of this morning so you can do the math (laughs) how do you feel i feel good i feel really good i i haven't been this weight in I don't know, maybe like 18 years, I want to say. Does it feel a little bit like time travel? Yeah, like going it back does. in time to when you were yeah. younger and fitter? Yeah. The other day, my uh, my middle daughter, we were, I was in the kitchen and I was wearing some sweats. And the sweatshirt was like a little cropped. And she looked at me and started laughing. I was like, why are you laughing? And she goes, because it's weird that I have a hot mom now. <laughs> thank you i'll take that compliment (laughs) maybe take the word weird out of your mouth when you say it maybe maybe say it's dope it's super dope that i have a hot mom now that's better yeah didn't you say that some people reached out to you on the on your friday the 13th thing because you because you posted some photos of you at the tattoo spot 
Yeah, so a couple people took their videos and they did reels and I was in the reels since I was working there all day. And um, we posted the reel on the Riching um, Instagram and people were screenshotting my image on the reel <laughs> and sending it to me and saying, oh my God, you look amazing. Like, Who is this? What are you doing? <laughs> I had five different people send me a screenshot of myself, the same image. And I was like, oh, thank you. It was weird. That's awesome. Yeah, you you did one post on TikTok that I thought was so cool. It was like, uh, it was this, um, the voiceover was like, when you lose weight, you lose weight in your face first. Mm -hmm. And then you posted a picture of you before the surgery, I assume, and then a yeah. picture of you now. And I was like, my God, it is, I mean, I know when I weighed 410, and I, I got down to 390 for the surgery. And now I'm at like 260. So I've lost 130 pounds. It's, it's, yeah, sure. It's a third of my weight. It's incredible. It's awesome. I really, really want to get under 250. I want to get to 245. But that's another show. But I just think like when I see my face then and I see my face now, it's different. But my body was a tank. I mean, it was so big and more than anything else, like I was so out of breath and I was so constantly tired and sore. And the other day, somebody mentioned to me, like, what's the biggest difference? Is it the amount of food? And I was like, nah, I mean, it's different. It's weird, but it's that's not the weirdest part or the strangest or the most affecting part. The part that trips me up the most is not having back pain and not being tired all the time. Like I love running and I love walking and I love hiking and all that shit is super dope. And it's, I love it. Tennis and swimming and all that shit. It's amazing. But I'll run and then I'll be in my head. I'm like, God, I want to stop running. Am I tired? No. What is it? I'm just bored. And just think like I'm bored of running instead of like I can't breathe because I'm running so hard or I'm so fat or I'm so out of shape or I'm so X, Y, or Z. And it's, I just think like what a difference, what a, what a special thing that is. And look at you, you bought a Peloton bike, <laughs> you're going on hikes, you're carrying the kid, you're playing with your grandchildren. I still can't believe you have grandchildren. I, it's yeah. insane insane you're nuts you you and your husband banana pants <laughs> but i mean it's so cool i think I, it's like it, uh, almost does it does it kind of feel a little bit like i don't know like you got a new lease on life or you you got to like experience something a little differently yeah it, it does feel like that and i feel like i can enjoy things a little more and it brings me satisfaction to know that my health is improving enough that I can be there to see my grandkids graduate from high school and get married. Hopefully I will be around that long, but I, <laughs> I just will. feel like if, if I didn't do this, I probably wouldn't be around for that. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. That was the craziest thing. That was the one thing for me that was like, that was the, the, the Dr. John said to me that I'm not going to tell you you're going to leave here and have a heart attack and die, but you're not going to live to be 60. And I just thought, well, that fucking sucks. Yeah. And it's, I say this like half jokingly, but I always wish my first thought was like, oh, my dear wife. 
And to be fair, that was my second thought. My first thought was, I'm not going to get to retire. And then it was like, oh, and my wife. <laughs> but that's something that like, I do really feel like I haven't weighed two, what did I say? 260. I haven't weighed, I, I was 10 times my age every year. So every year I, I gained 10 pounds. So at 25, I was 250. At 26, I was 260. So 26, I'm 42. So 16 years ago. And I feel amazing. If you told, listen, I didn't run when I was 26. Fuck me. I didn't run when I was 20. (laughs) If you told me when I was 20 years old that you're going to wake up and you're going to go walk or run and hike three miles a day, at least minimum, and you're going to do all this shit. And I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, man. No, no way. No way. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, my friend, um, she challenged me to do stairs. So we're doing a stair challenge. We want to do three different stairs. So last weekend, we did the Calabasas stairs. I don't know how many stairs are there. Like 200 steps, I think. And there's a hike (laughs) before you get to the steps. Yeah. So uh, we did it. We did it back and forth. It was nice. And um, it was exciting. We were going up the steps. My friend had to stop and pause. I stopped and paused too. And she goes, you can keep going. I was like, no, I'll stop and pause with you. But I really had the energy. I could have kept going, which made me feel good. I felt like, okay, uh, I'm the the bigger person. She's a tiny little person and she's getting tired. So I'm okay. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good lesson to to learn out there is if you if you feel like it's difficult for you, find yourself a skinny little friend. And take them with you and work them out twice as hard. And when they get tired, then you you feel okay to take a break and take a rest. It's okay. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yeah. I'm doing this thing on TikTok where I'm trying to like walk every day and trying to hit a thousand miles in one year. And I'm going to do it. I'm not even, it started with like, I'll hit 300 miles in a year. And then it was like, well, maybe I could do 500. And it was like, maybe 750. I was like, fuck it. Let's do 500. Let's do a thousand. So I'm doing a thousand. I can't. Yeah, it's only three miles a day. You could do three miles a day. That's easy. And I was doing this, and I was I was kind of getting pumped up, and 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 I was looking at your content, and there was the one with you, like in in front of some stairs, and you, the vo- the song was like, "I am ready to give up." Was that Calabasas? <laughs> yeah, that was Calabasas stairs. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so cool. You do like little things. That was the whole video. That was it. It wasn't like, okay, guys, so I'm out here. I'm on the thing. It was just like that little thing and then poof. And then I've been asking people to like duet and stitch me on TikTok and walk with me, like show me what they're walking or whatever. And then you were like, hey, it's really cold outside. So I'm just doing stairs inside when I'm working. And then you did like a little stair walk with me. And I thought that was so cool too. So you... You're really like super and you've always been active or this is just like a new thing that now you feel like you have like the energy to do it. Um, well, I, I wasn't always, I would say active. We have done a lot of hikes. Uh, we try to do family hikes every Sunday, but I was like, okay, let's do a, a small hike. Let's go on the one mile each way. But now I'm like, let's do the big hikes. I want to go to those waterfalls and see those cool places that people post the hidden oh, swings yeah. and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, Griffith has uh, some amazing hikes that you can't get lost because the the pathways are so large and there's signs everywhere. Yeah, I love Griffith Park hikes. We go there a lot. Um, there's some nice ones. We do the the garden. Have you been there, Amir's Garden? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have you done the Hollywood sign? I haven't. 
that's a bit of a bear. I'll be honest with you. It's 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 a bit of a hike up. It's a, it's a lot up. There's a um, there's a hike out here in Santa Clarita. I know you're you're in the valley, but I'm in I'm North Valley. I'm Santa Clarita Valley. There's a hike out here called the Beast, and it's uh, five miles up, straight uphill. It's just uphill, turn uphill, turn uphill, and it's just five miles of, and it, and here's the thing. It's not a super steep, but it's fucking relentless. And you're sitting there and you're you're walking it and you're walking. You're like, this isn't bad at all. This is just like a fucking stroll. Mile one. Mile two, you're like, eh, I get it. It's a little annoying. Sure. Mile three, you're like, Jesus Christ, where the fuck? This is the same turn I keep doing. Mile four, you're like, when does this end? Mile five, you get there. You're like, oh, God, it's great. And then you turn around and you got to do the whole thing. So you're burning your calves and your hamstring the whole way up, right? And your glutes. And then the whole way down is all shins and and quads. And the next day you are just fucked. It is amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't wait to do it again. I just oh. saw the post yesterday that in Santa Clarita, they're building new stairs. So there's going to be a <laughs> stairway there. <laughs> I'll have to tag you on the link so you can do that challenge when they're done. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll do it together. You come out here. We'll do the stairs. Definitely. Yeah. We'll go eat it. We'll go eat it uh, someplace where your husband and my wife can get like a full meal and we'll just pick off of their plates. We can share a plate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, uh, the last thing I want to I wanted to talk to you about is food is important. I know that me being Middle Eastern, we, we talk a lot about food and and family and kind of the this is like how we communicate and show love and feed each other and all that it was a very difficult thing for me to kind of explain to my grandfather like everyone else picked it up pretty quickly my dad my uncles because that generation they get it you know 60s like they're they're okay with it you're like hey i had the surgery my stomach is small they're like we get it but my grandfather like Every single time I go to his house, eat this, eat that, go bring this fruit. I'm like, for who? It's just me and me, man. He's like, go bring the fruit. And I go bring it. He's like, now eat the fruit. And I'm like, grandpa, I can't, you know, do you, have you noticed that? Have you had to like bridge that gap with your family of like sharing and feeding and, and cooking and, uh, and all that stuff? Um, luckily, no, my household <laughs> is very large. So but my household is almost my family. I have my mom and, and then and like distant cousins and stuff. But my my family is my household. And then my husband's family is pretty big. And they're my family too. His sister is my best friend and my sister. And Aww. they eat very healthy, very healthy all the time. Um, so uh, my sister and her daughter, my niece, they have the, they follow like this app and um, Flav City. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's very no. popular on Instagram, but he has an app that's called um, Bobby Approved. So with that app, you can scan the food in the stores while you're shopping, and it tells you what's good for you and what's bad for you. It has a thumbs up and thumbs down. Ooh. So I've been using that app to shop and buy healthier choice options because I had the surgery and I don't just want to eat less of the bad food that I was eating before. I want to eat better to better my life and better my health. And I didn't know the healthy options before. So I'm trying to learn those now. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. You did a post on TikTok with, um, you made this like beef stew and it was like ground beef. And then you put uh beef stock 
and then like onions and carrots and a bunch of other stuff in there and seasoning. And then you brought it all to a boil. And I think you threw some pasta in there too, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Brought it all to a boil and simmered it all the way up. And then you strained it for yourself to be able to have that. And I pureed it. But the um, the pasta that I used wasn't regular pasta. It's pasta made out of chickpeas. Oh, so it's gluten-free pasta. Mm-hmm. I tried that stuff, man. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I used to not eat healthy food at all. Not like I'm a fucking saint now. I don't. I also still don't eat really healthy now. But I like salads now way more than I did before. I like soups now way more than I liked before. But I'm also like kind of a purist of like I just want the food that I want, and I, you know I won't eat the clam chowder in a bread bowl. But I swear to God, I went to Seattle and there's a little. At the at the Pike's Place Market, there's a little uh, fucking hole in the wall clam chowder spot, and the guy serves you fucking two fingers of clam chowder. Imagine if it was like a shot and a half of clam chowder in a little uh, like plastic cup with a spoon. That's all you need. That's I don't know if this dude is doing it just for bariatric people. But I swear to God, I don't need a sourdough bread bowl filled to the brim with like glue and potatoes. You know, I just want a taste of it. I just want to know what it what it tastes like, what it feels like. Warm, nice, lovely. Got it. Thanks. Next. That's it. So like appetizer stuff, tasting menus, like I'm all about it. But like tomahawk steak, man, I'm going to have to eat that for like two weeks. So it's yeah, a lot of it is like I, I want to eat healthier. I want to have the soup. I want to have the salad. I want to have like the healthier options. I love that you do that stuff. I tried the the black bean pasta. Have you tried that? No, I haven't tried that. It's the same as the chickpea one. I tried a black bean, a red bean, and a chickpea one, but they all fall apart. You got to cook them almost a little al dente just to get them to keep in their original form. Maybe it's the brand, the Bonza brand chickpea pasta. It stays firm. It's really good. But have you tried the, uh, the what is, what is that pasta? It's green. I want to say it's edamame pasta. Ooh. That's got to be like really high protein too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so smart. <laughs> it's funny um, you talk about that. I just remembered last month was December and every December my aunt does tamale day. And so that was a family event that no one knew I had surgery. We made a bunch <laughs> of tamales. We did tamales all day. Then when it was time to eat the tamales, they're like, well, aren't you going to have a tamale? And I was like, no, I'm I'm not going to eat a tamale. And they're like, well, why aren't you going to eat a tamale? You always eat a tamale. I'm like, oh, oh, because um, I'm not. And then I had to tell them, I was like, I just had surgery. They're like, I knew you looked thinner. I just didn't want to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That also brings another, another really good point. You have some people that go out of their way to tell you, Oh, you look great. You look skinny. You look this and that. And I feel like those of us, uh, and I don't know if you fall into this camp, but those of us like me that have had weight problems our whole lives and have been up and down and this and that, a lot of people are very hesitant, especially family members and friends are very hesitant to compliment you on weight loss for fear that that might be the thing that you're, you're going to be like, yeah, I did lose some weight. Maybe I can have a second helping of fill in the blank. And maybe I can have a dessert tonight. And maybe I should have some ice cream. And maybe, and then it all goes to hell in a handbasket. And you're right back where you were. And as my grandfather likes to say, plus the tax. 
So, you know, you lose – there was – I forget who it was. Somebody was saying the other day that they were losing – they were going on diets, losing weight, and then gaining it back and then plus a little bit more. And then going on another diet that eventually they had to stop dieting. Their doctor told them to no longer diet because they were gaining more weight than if they were to just not diet at all. That's my life in a nutshell right there. <laughs> I think that's why I'm so scared to post on my my personal Instagram that I've lost weight and had the surgery. Just the fear of that it, it's going to come to an end and I'm going to get any back. And that, yeah. I just, I feel like I haven't got past that. I still feel that. I'm like, okay, I've, I've lost 60 pounds. So when my stall happens... Then yeah. I'm just going to gain it all back, right? Because that's what happened every time I've ever done yeah. a crash diet. I'll tell you something that you, it, it's not good news, but that never goes away. I, mm. I'm two years post. I have a friend of mine who's 10 years post, and you're constantly looking around that corner. Imagine if you've just been beaten up every time you leave your house for 20 years of your life. Every time you walk outside, someone punches you in the face. And then for two years, no one's punching you in the face. Right? You're not like fucking year three, like kicking the door down going, hey, everybody, I'm here, baby. Right? You're makes me kind of sad. No, for <laughs> but sure. at the same time, I think that that fear kind of keeps you motivated to keep on eating healthy, making those right choices. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep your body moving. I'll I'll be honest. The the I, I've said it before, and, I, and I, I'll say it every episode if I have to. But if if nothing else, if I gain all the weight back and I get I get to four ten again or four twenty even or whatever, this moment right now, being the weight that I'm at, being as active as I am, and being able to do the things that I can do, I mean, dumb little shit, Tiffany. That like. I swear to God that it's not even like, oh yeah, you're, you don't have cholesterol. You don't have diabetes. You're not taking this pill. Your lymphedema has gotten better. You're this is that. You're that is this. You know, the one of the best things about, about me losing all this weight is that when I go downstairs and I realize I left the light on upstairs, I just run back upstairs and turn the light off and go back downstairs. If I think I left something in the car, I just run down to the car and I go get it and I come back up. That's different from before, right? That's the, you know, what I did before I'd go buy a new thing or I'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to be up there tomorrow. I'll go, I'll go tomorrow and turn it on. Like there's all of this activity and action and ability now. Yeah. You hope, you hope and pray that it, it motivates you, but there's that good news, bad news aspect of like, I don't know if you ever were like this with diets, but I was like notorious for this. I would go do a diet and then weigh myself after a week and then I'd be up like a pound or I'd be down two pounds. I weigh myself next week. I'd be down two more pounds, weigh myself the next week and I'd be up one pound and I go, well, fuck it. it it's over. That's it. <laughs> I only get to lose four pounds. I gained a pound. So now I'm a minus three. Who cares? If I'm going to try that hard, I'm going to gain a pound. Watch what I can do. And then I just go like banana pants. Yeah, exactly. You know, So that's the thing you don't want to go back into. And the thing that's helped me with that aspect of it has been therapy. And I know it's not for everybody. Not everyone loves it. Not everyone's into it. But I'll tell you, we had to, you had to do a psyche valve before you had the surgery. So you had to meet with someone who was like a professional, like lunatic figure outer to make sure that you're like in the right mindset to be able to have the surgery. But after that, they don't like make it mandatory for you to do that. And I think that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I think you need that 
more after surgery than oh, yeah. prior to surgery. They should have, okay, after surgery, you're going to have this many visits. And then the, the therapist should say like, oh, I think you need to continue or, oh, you're okay. You can go on your own now. But one is not enough and it should be after rather than before. Yeah. I think if I had two two complaints about post-surgery, it was the the lack of psychological care and the absolute minimal amount of nutritionist meeting that I had after, which again, before tons of fucking every other week was a fucking class of here's the psychology of it. Here's the physicality of it. Here's what you're going to eat and what you can't. Oh, eat grapes instead of raisins because they have more water in them and it's the same amount of sugar, but you can do X, Y, and Z. You feel more full with a grape than a raisin. I remember that to the day I die. And then here's the psychological aspect of it, blah, blah, blah. And then after the surgery, oh, yeah, you'll meet with your nutritionist once after three months, once after six months, and then every year after that. I'm like, are you fucking insane? That's nothing. Yeah. Kaiser doesn't even do that. Yeah, Kaiser doesn't even do that. Um, After I had my one-month follow-up via telehealth, and I asked them, oh, am I going to meet with a nutritionist? And they're like, oh, no, only if you want to. And I was like, well, yeah, I would like to. So they did another telehealth visit of a nutritionist, not even in person. And she goes, oh, what can I help you with? And I was like, if I knew what I needed help with, I wouldn't be in this (laughs) position in the first place. (laughs) Can you tell me what I need help with? Yeah, it, it wasn't. It was kind of a waste of time. That's so crazy. To, I don't know. I yeah, some things like that really kind of get under my skin. But listen, I've I've held you long enough. I appreciate you for all the things. You're awesome. You're amazing. Once again, my underscore R N the letters R N underscore W H Y TikTok Instagram. Follow Tiffany. And then what is the name of the what is the the handle for uh, Rich Inc. Um, rich ink tattoo. Oh, sweet. That's easy. So R I C H I N K T A T T O O. Correct. Okay, cool. Yes. I have them. I just can't spell them. <laughs> all right. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all. And I will see you all next month. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 